Welcome to The Christian Atheist, where faith and reason fuse in the Incarnation. Episode number 67, Interview with Meme Lord Monday, Part 2. We continue our series presenting some interviews The Christian Atheist has given with other podcasters over the past two years. This week is the conclusion of our interview with Matt Matias of Meme Lord Monday. So somebody asked a question kind of related to what we were talking about involving uh, truth and certainty. I know one of the talking points of the, as I mentioned before, the presuppositional apologetics, they, they like to say to atheists, no absolute truth. Are you absolutely sure? It's like, okay, bro, <laughs> that's cute. But like, I mean, it is a legitimate question. And basically that's what this guy's asking in the questions. He says, have you found absolute truth or can it be found? And how would you answer that? No. I mean, I believe in absolute truth. Yeah. I believe that it's there, but I believe that human beings in, in our current state, and actually I think, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the eternal state's going to be. That for me is one of the fascinations of the faith. It's like, I think about these things. What does eternity look like? I don't know that we'll ever have an absolute grasp because that's the position of God. Hmm. Um, but we can do more of what we're doing here on earth. And that's, to asymptotically approach that reality, right? To better understand it. I mean, this is the this is the process of science. We started out, you know, back in the times of, of the of the pre-Socratic philosophers, reasoning that maybe, maybe reality consists of these really tiny parts, and we'll call them atoms, indivisible particles. And then we find out almost 2,500 years later. Reality is composed of these fundamental tiny little parts. And then we start dividing those and we find out that reality is actually composed of quantum fields, right? So that, um, but our understanding gets clearer in certain ways. It's approaching a truth, but what sense can we make of reality being composed of quantum fields? Hmm. This to me is part of the mystery that we will never fully understand or grasp but that we can get closer to. And that's fun. I mean, I love science. I love psychology. I love the humanities because all of those things lead us towards that mystery. And sometimes we get a glimpse of it, right? And that those glimpses for me that I've seen throughout my life have always been like the curtain pulled aside, you know? Mm. And, and suddenly you get this glimpse of, of something that's so big and so perfect. And you say, Wow, that's what I want. And then the curtain shuts. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I mean, Lewis talks about that too in Surprised by Joy, right? Those moments of real, I don't know, the universe opening up before you. And yeah. I don't even think of those as, re- as religious moments. I think that's just reality revealing itself. Yeah, those are like, those are like soul moments. You can't describe mm-hmm. them uh, as falling into anything else. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, f- I yeah, feel like everybody I has that. them. It's a universal human thing. Man, I really enjoyed when you started getting into physics. <laughs> I was like, yes, we're getting to Joe Rogan mode. <laughs> so well, I don't you- know that I want to get into Joe Rogan's mode right now anyway. Yeah, no. yeah I don't want to go I don't want to go too far, Joe Rogan, but like <laughs> the uh I'd like to stay on the radio for a while. I'm just getting started. <laughs> um but have you have you studied some physics as Oh yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. Science absolutely fascinates me, and I've I've been a, a student of science uh, all my life. 
but especially intently through the atheist period, because it's like, I want to find, you know, most atheists think they're scientists. They understand that science has it. Science doesn't have it nailed down. (laughs) That's the great thing about science. The more you study it, the more you recognize, man, there's a lot here that's just not clear. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I find, I find God being pointed to in science almost as much as anywhere else that we could think of it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I absolutely love science. In fact, my wife is, one of my great regrets through life is that I didn't study mathematics more deeply so that I could understand the language of science better. My wife is teaching me mathematics now at night when we go to bed. So we lay in bed and do math together. <laughs> Power couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Let's take a few moments to answer some questions. My friend Kean says, Okay, so these are more like niche Christian culture questions. Have you, have you, have you, and I'm sure a Christian threw this at you while you were an atheist, but um, what are your thoughts on A Case for Christ uh, by Lee Strobel? I'm sure you've heard of that. I I did. I have, I've read Lee Strobel. It's funny, you, you bring that book up and I remember sitting in my bathtub reading it because someone at church had handed it to me back in, I guess it was 2018. I had been attending church. That's where I met Jenny because my my wife and I started going to that church and I promised her I would keep my daughter in the church. So um, there I was an atheist in church, but (laughs) but one of the guys there at church handed me the Lee Strobel book and I read it and I don't want to offend anybody. (laughs) I've read so many of those books like that because Christians were always giving them to me that it felt like another one of the type. But to be fair, he did kind of what I did, right? He wanted to prove things wrong and found out that he was wrong. And that that sort of intellectual openness is to be praised wherever we find it. Hmm. And I find it oftentimes in the atheist community. A lot of them are very open and willing to, to reach out. And then I get frustrated when they talk to Christians and they're so dismissive. And <laughs> so that that's one of my pet peeves on, on that one. But yeah, I, I think Lee Strobel's book's a good book. I didn't get a whole lot out of it because I'd read like hundreds of those things before. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you had heard the arguments, like you said. Right. All right. Next one is, do you ever struggle getting too caught up in debates, even debates that aren't necessarily hostile and find that it distracts from simply living out Jesus uh, to atheist friends? I mean, I love to talk about these things. So when someone gets me going, I guess it's hard for me to shut up. Um, but I, I find that when I've found something that rings true to me, I tend to think that it's going to ring true to other people. And so I like to share it with them. And I guess you could ask my wife better than me as to whether or not it's effective. Because <laughs> maybe I turn people off sometimes. I'm not sure. But I love the topics so much. Most of my life I've spent as my wife will probably laugh at me when I say this. I've always thought of myself as a quiet kind of guy, but until, <laughs> until something strikes me, right. And then I get suddenly passionate yeah. and she says, quiet, <laughs> Man. because I get excited and then I, I take off. But yeah. You know. <laughs> where, where would we be without, without a, a, a guiding wife? <laughs> I, where would I, be? I don't want to live. I don't want to live without my wife. Here's another one. Um, science is the how, faith is the why. Do you agree with that statement? 
that's actually pretty good. Yeah, I, I've never heard it put that way, um, but I've only been back in the fold for like, what, two and a half, three years now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I like that a lot. S- science, one of the arguments that atheists like to throw at me is there is this diminishing return in what God can explain, right? Um, so now we explain thunder and lightning, and therefore the, the explanation that that's God is gone. Um, and now we've explained the nature of of matter, so God's gone. Well, no, that just deepens the mystery, and it takes us back to why is there something rather than nothing? And we can't answer that question. Why is there meaning? What is this thing that we call human rationality? I mean, it's different from anything anywhere in the world in the universe that we've encountered, and it's special. It seems to be able to look at the world and find meaning in it, find truth to search for and discover the the connections of the universe and put them together in a rational way. Where does that come from? Um, And and I think that are those types of things, those puzzles index God as clearly as anything we can say. Why? Why is there something rather than nothing? What are these things that we call human beings? And that's the why. Yeah. And, And we can't expect, and that's another critique that atheists like to throw at me. Give me some evidence for God. What evidence are you looking for? You're looking for, uh, you know, tracks in a cloud chamber. That's evidence of, of physicality. God isn't physical in that way. So wh- what is going to count for evidence for you? And basically it always comes back down to whatever evidence you have, that's not evidence. So, you know, I've got tons of evidence and I say that to them all the time. Give it to me. Okay, I'll tell you, but you're not going to accept it as evidence until you take that first step and say, wait a second, maybe the world is more than this little narrow box that I've constructed for it. Wow. Yeah, there's a man, there's a lot there. <laughs> that's that's good stuff, man. Um, I, I'm sure. Have you heard of the TikTok? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the recently- I mean, I've never been. I, I think I've seen a couple videos on it or something from my daughter, but I really don't know much about it. Yeah, they. So you can go live on that app and interact with people. And it's one thing I've noticed, uh, at least on my feed, uh, in that app is uh, atheists. Go, you know, basically setting up shop in the live and having a sign behind them saying, "Prove that God exists." And that's it. And then they'll just argue with people, normally people that don't know what they're talking about, unfortunately. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's just horrible to, to watch. But that's what I'll see. You'll see them say, there's no evidence. There's no evidence. But like you said, they won't accept the evidence. There is evidence. It's just they won't accept it. And right. I wanted to ask you, this is my question. Do you find yourself battling atheists now <laughs> that you're a Christian? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's that's really what the Christian atheist is about. I wanted to set up shop in such a way as to be able to reach out to to people who were where I was because I think there's an awful lot of them who are seriously searching for truth. And I believe in my heart of hearts, I believe that Christ is the truth and that once you step on the way Right, that the way that Christ is, the incarnation. Once you step on that way, the truth has its own sort of guiding zone, right? Knock and the door will be opened. So my my job is not to convert anybody. And I, I try to let atheists, my atheist friends, know I'm, you're not a subject for conversion for me. I just want you to see 
the truth and follow the logic. Follow the logic where it takes you. And, and that was my journey. It was my journey back to Christ. It's like if somebody, somebody asks me now, okay, what was it that brought you back? You know, what experience did you have? I didn't have any experience. There's almost no religious experiences anywhere in my life. But the rationality of it takes me back every time because I see how things fit together. I see the pattern of events. I see the reflections of earth pointing to a greater reality everywhere in everything. There's these little microstructures that point to larger structures that point to the largest. It's, and it's, it's a completely rational vision. Let me, let me just find that one phrase by C.S. Lewis uh, that I absolutely love to quote. And I should have it memorized now, but I don't. <laughs> ah, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. That's from the weight of glory. And it really is. It's that would, if I don't believe in God, then I no longer have any rational standpoint to accept my rational ability to make sense of my world. If it's all just a matter of random things that help us survive better, why should I trust my senses to reveal truth to me? I lose science if I lose God. And I love science. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not willing to lose science. I'm not willing to lose meaning. I'm not willing to lose my love for my wife. Because if it's just an epiphenomenon, if it's just something that happened that, you know, has no reality behind it, then what's the use? And then in that case, if that's, if that's true, if that's really true, then what do I lose by believing in God and holding on to those eternal verities that are there? What do I lose? I gain everything because I still believe then in the truth of my love, the, my love for my wife, of the search for meaning, of the search for understanding in the natural world, science. But if I don't have God, none of that really holds together. So I'll ask one more question from the group. Somebody asked, what is a theological question that you are seeking an answer for? Well, I mean, if you listen to the Christian atheist, one of the problems that I express on there, one of the things that really frustrated me as an atheist and almost single-handedly kept me from coming back was the existence of the sacrificial system in the Old Testament. I mean, that's, that's rough. And I know that my life and my psyche have been formed in a modern world. And so as much as I'm not opposed to hunting and all the rest, I used to hunt as a kid, there's still that sense of what's this needless animal cruelty? And part of my soul, I, I mean, I say I'm divided, right? I still have the atheist in the back of my head. And I can understand from a Christian perspective, I can give myself all of the reasons that the evangelical pastors will give me in response to this. But I still have that in the back of my head that says, man, I wouldn't have done it that way. Yeah. Why did God do it that way? And it comes down to he did. Hmm. Right? He gets to choose that. I don't. Wow. Um, and is that satisfying? No. It's not satisfying to me. And I don't expect all the answers to satisfy the people that I'm talking to and trying to convince to come to Christ. There are no answers that are going to solve it all. We've been trying to solve the problem of evil in the world, in God's world, 
since Christianity was around. Like, where did it come from? Why is it here? Why did a perfect God create a world in such a way that evil exists? I don't know. That's one thing I don't have an answer for. And um, I will be delighted to hear it when uh, eternity rolls around. <laughs> yeah, a lot, I know a lot of people get hung up on atonement theories. I kind of feel that. I, I mean, I didn't have a, a super long atheist stretch, but I did have like a deconstruction period where I questioned everything. Um, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, you're seeing that a lot in the church now as well because of like we talked about earlier how people how the the church has not really handled questioning well. Yes. So, but I'm, I'm digressing. Yeah. I kind of feel that like the atonement, it's, it's rough. And like one thing that it kind of encourages me is I can hear your atheist side say, I wouldn't have done it that way. Cause you hear a lot of atheists say that. (laughs) Well, I I wouldn't have done it like that. I mean, why, why, why am I better than God? And, uh, and they call him a God of love. Yes, that's exactly it. And then, right after that to hear you say you know well he's god and he gets to do whatever he wants that's what you don't hear atheists say well that's the that's the fundamental question and that's where you keep coming back to i mean i did an interview with michael wiseman of the bible says what he's an atheist and he keeps coming back to these arcane questions of the old testament and god killing babies and all the rest and i said so god created this world He created the world and all of the people who are dying in it are dying of horrible diseases and all the rest. That's God's fault too. You've got to start back at the very beginning. There either is or there isn't a God. And so if you're going to accept it, that there's good things in the world, that's where I say you have to start. Because if there's good things in the world, then where did they come from? And that's a problem for the atheist, right? Where does goodness come from? Where does value come from? Whereas the problem we have to solve is, how is it that a good God created a world in which there is so much suffering and pain and all the rest? And for me, one of the huge steps back was just saying, you know what? I can't answer all those questions. Just like science can't answer all the questions that it throws. Sometimes we just sit back and we say, okay, here's my choice. A world that has meaning and a world that doesn't have meaning. I choose meaning. Hmm. Wow. That's awesome. Well, hey, guys, this was great. Uh, Dr. Wise, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Oh, likewise. Um, Really enjoyed it. I think uh, if you're willing, it'd be great to have you on again sometime just to maybe ask more questions and go over some more. Maybe like we could focus on something more specific. (laughs) I was just really excited to introduce you to the group and want to see if we can help get your name out there a bit. Because, like I said, I've really been benefiting from your podcast and just the like huge chunks of knowledge that um, have been helpful. And what, that's what I appreciate about your podcast is that you have brevity, which is hard to find with any philosophy field. <laughs> and and it's very, very palatable. It's very listenable and uh, enjoyable. I really felt the need to try to get people to understand why our world is in such a bad state right now. What is it? I mean, it's not the atheists. They're actually pretty easy to defeat. There's a fundamental underlying sociocultural structure that is taking everybody away. It's tearing the church down. It's tearing down basic fundamental beliefs. And I needed to find out where that came from. And it's Hegel. (laughs) Wow. Man. 
Yeah, I, and I think it's good stuff to send to atheists, I think. So, like, there's good stuff in the podcast that's good for everyone, and I think there's good stuff for, for those who are more intellectually driven. My wife says, everyone go listen to this to his podcast. I've been loving it, and yes... You might have to listen to several times through to get some episodes to understand them. <laughs> she said it was awesome to have Dr. Wise back. So that, that's my wife. All right, guys. <laughs> thank you so much. This is Meme Lord Monday. There it is. Go ahead and check out Dr. John Wise, the Christian atheist on podcasts, wherever podcasts are distributed. Um, he's also on YouTube, and he also has another podcast called The Simple Gifts Podcast. The links to everything that he does are in the show notes to this episode. Highly encourage you guys to listen to him. Super charitable, wholesome guy. And he actually makes philosophy interesting and fun to listen to. So, yeah, check him out. Thanks again, Dr. John. I am a Christian with the searching and skeptical mind of an atheist. I don't want to believe anything that isn't true. I know both sides of the looking glass, and I know them with open eyes. I choose Christ's side. I invite you to join me from wherever you stand before the looking glass. That's this week's episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can have your religious cake and eat it too. You can have reason, respect for science, a 21st century worldview, and be a Christian.